Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Third and One Fall. The new the episode. It's not new anymore, is it? But it is still the weekly magazine episode that gives you the updates on the world of NFL and WWE uh, and wrestling in general. And as you know by now, if you've been listening all this time, I am Ash, and with me is my bro. Abs, what's going on? Yes, welcome to the uh, Steelers Ravens version of a podcast. But uh, we're here at last, and we're we're giving you the episode. No, yeah, that was a um, a game which we will go into. How's you been? Anyway, how's your week been? Good. Um, it's been it's been it's been it's been a bit manic. It's been a bit manic. I'm uh, yeah, it's 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 been it's been up, down, left, right, here, there, and everywhere. And uh, yeah, life in it. What did you think of my dressing gown, bro? Stealing my gimmick. That's no, what you're doing. I thought the big Valbowski could have a a little bit of company. <laughs> you know he's the most cringe guy ever. We'll dive right in. Dive oh, yeah. right in. Started off with the the big heavyweight clash between the Chiefs and the Bucks. So yeah, in the uh, heavyweight clash of the weekend. Patrick Mahomes and the Chief faced off against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and it was the young upstart Patrick Mahomes who put on an absolute clinic as the Chiefs came away with a statement win in Tampa. So, can anyone stop the Kansas City Chiefs? I'll be honest, I don't, I don't see, I don't see anyone like who stand out that would really beat them. Of course, on any given Sunday, you know something could happen and. Uh, they could lose their mojo, so to speak, and they could get beaten. But, you know, I'm forecasting Chiefs to win it all, man, because I don't really see a legit team who has been um, consistent in strength and yeah. wins. Um, and we and we, we look at the Steelers and we say, oh, yeah, but Steelers are 11-0 now. Uh and you know, Chiefs have lost games, so by that rationale, but you need to look at context, you need to look at um circumstances, um, because that puts things into context and helps you understand who the stronger team is. And despite Chiefs having lost some games in the past, I still think they are the better team than the Steelers. Um, and the NFC is just looking sorry as a complete uh, whole side of a league, so to speak. There isn't any division that's like, oh, wow, man, that is strong. You know, we was banging out at the beginning. Yo, NFC West, again, (laughs) another segment that we'll go into today, is looking strong, but it's like, mm, you know, there there is an argument for um, a couple of teams on there, if not more. And no one is really standing out that is looking like the strong team. And the only one that is kind of doing that um, from uh, the the whole league is the Chiefs. So um, can anyone stop the Chiefs? I'm sure they. I'm sure they. 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 they a team could, uh, but you know, I don't see it happening. Absolutely, to be honest with you, you know, Mahomes is 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 looking right now to be. Um, MVP of the season 
He's got some mad weapons and he's only adding more. Do you know what I mean? Imagine, <laughs> imagine adding Le'Veon Bell, right? <laughs> Clive Edwards Hilaire to your team. And it's just like the Terry on the kick. It's not even like, mm, okay. They're like parts, bro. Do you know what I mean? They're not like your main weapons. Yeah, they're yeah. just they're just like parts. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 just mad how uh, how they are how they are so strong in um, you know, where's the ball? Their their defense is is worrying. Their defense is worrying, and it's one of the things that um could 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 ruin it for them. But I think the way Mahomes is um, playing so far, um, it, it's 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 so good that he's he's just covering the mistakes of them. Um, and if they had anyone but Mahomes, then I would be saying something else. Um, so can anyone stop them? Not that I can think of at the moment. Four hundred and sixty-two yards. Two hundred of them, I believe. I think came in the first quarter. He absolutely torched that Tampa Bay secondary. They didn't stand a chance against him. I mean, that's astonishing. 462 yards against a very good, a very adept Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I had Tampa Bay to win this match. I thought Tampa Bay were going to win. I didn't think Mahomes would I said, play. what are you doing? Are you, you picking the, the books over the Chiefs? You're crazy. Well, well, I see my fantasy football numbers. I am mad that I'm wrong. And that is why I will always, again, I reiterate, I will always pick him first. I don't care about how the the, the, the rule of thumb is that you have to pick a running back. You have to pick a wide receiver. Well, I want to do things different. I want to think outside the box. And outside of the box is Patrick Mahomes. You think I'm going to let some nigga take Patrick Mahomes from me in the second round? Shit. He's, I will always go for him first. And, 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 and it's that, that, that's just why. Um, T- Tyreek Hill, I think, is the best in the business. He had a, a monster day. 269 yards, three touchdowns. You're not stopping him. And, yeah, I mean, the, the defense is a, is a worry because you saw how um, they allowed um, the Titans and the Texans to run up big leads on them in the playoffs last year. But then what's the point? Because it will turn into a shootout and Mahomes will outgun you every single time. That's probably the one quarterback you don't want to get into uh, an all shootout. And that's the last guy you want to get involved in all of that. And... um, yeah, I think they're much better than the Steelers. I I do think the Steelers will lose at least one game before the end of the season. I don't think they're going to go sixteen and zero. I mean, if they do, I don't. I I'm, I won't be surprised if they do. But yeah, it's just one of those where it was such a, a good game. Tom Brady kind of came back into it. Three hundred forty-five yards, three touchdowns. If you add the total uh, yards of uh, Mahomes and Brady. You're looking at at least over 800 passing yards against both of them. And yeah, I mean, it kind of felt like a passing of the torch. Like Tom Brady was the king. And it was kind of like, now he's going to pass it over to Mahomes. I was waiting for the handshake at the end. Tom Brady knew to go to go shake Mahomes' hand. 
<laughs> you know you're going to shake that boy hand. That's not Nick Foles. That's not some uh, mediocre, bang-average quarterback. Well, or it's not First Cousins. This is Big Dick Nick right now. No. You show no. some res- goddamn respect. <laughs> Look at Chicago's record. They had a winning record before he came into the oh, team. So who was playing this week? Was it Foles or was it Trubisky? They didn't like, win. Exactly. Well, then. <laughs> I don't care about Trubisky. I'll take Trubisky over Nick Foles. I don't care if Trubisky ain't good. I'll take him over Nick Foles, though. I don't care. I'm not shaking Nick Foles' hand if he beat me. Get out. I'm going I'm going straight to the locker. I'm doing that little jog that they do, and I'm jogging straight to the locker room. Yeah, but he went straight up to Mahomes. You know you got to shake Mahomes' hand. That's elite. That's that. That's that's respect. And uh, yeah, the Chiefs is it's looking ominous for everyone else in the league. I think if if uh, Honey Badger and Chris Jones get their act together, I think the defense could be enough to uh, make plays and stop the um, the opposing team. Yeah, I mean they just yeah they look ominous. I don't think even the Steelers can stop them. I think I think I think Tampa Bay even if it even if it ends up where Kansas are not the uh, the number one team and they don't have home field advantage, I think ultimately they're going to overcome the Steelers even at um in in Pittsburgh. I think they'll win. They'll win in uh, they'll win in Pittsburgh because that's what another statement win on the road for Mahomes. First it was uh, the Ravens. And then it was um, uh, Tampa Bay. I'm I'm sure I'm I'm thinking of another team, but I can't. Oh, Raiders as well. That was that that at the time seemed like a pretty big, important, significant win. And like Tom Brady at the end, bless him, he couldn't even get the ball because what they they scored the, the touchdown to make it 27-24. There was what like a three four minutes left on the clock, and Tom Brady never saw it again. It's just absolute guts from Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Please, God, please. I, I want him to be our coach so bad it hurts. It hurts. He, he's, he is so good. He's, he's not going to be a, an offensive coordinator after this season. No way. He's, he's going to get a job, but depends where. But, um, yeah, just to uh, finish this bit. Yeah, they just look really ominous. And uh, my homeboy, MVP. I mean, we say Hunter Budger stepping up, but he did. I mean, in that game, he 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 took a pick from Brady. All right. So did uh, Bashad Breland took a pick from Brady. And if you look at the final score, you would have think, oh, this game was close, but it wasn't close really. That the 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 final score is quite deceiving. They had like a seventeen. What was it? Like lead or something? I think seventeen or no lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, should have been twenty-four. It should have been twenty-four. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Because I think Mahomes. I think Mahomes fumbled it, and uh, the Tampa Bay defense recovered in the red zone. Um. So I mean, at, at halftime, Chiefs led from twenty to seven. Like, that's mad. From twenty to seven. So um. Yeah, they did fight back, but the thing is with Buccaneers is. They don't know their identity. They really don't know their identity. Um, they go through an identity crisis, and you know, um, you know, you, you've got the Brady with the check down, quick screen passes, check it down, wear out the defense, defense, get it to the end zone. Where Arians is more throw it, no risk it, no biscuit. Make sure you make those long balls, which Brady really isn't. 
and you know we 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 heard we heard uh we heard Arians uh say look you guys are putting us in in uh the Super Bowl we didn't put ourselves in the Super Bowl you guys put us in the Super Bowl we're just trying to figure ourselves out and I said it I said that the Bucks are going to be like the globe choice right you got all of these nice fancy uh skills and all of these players but that means shit in regards to the real world and look what's happening right they're hot and cold one day one match they'll light up and another they'll just flop and they'll just completely just disappear Todd's both Todd Bowles defense is just doing a John Travolta or Pulp Fiction looking around so it's just like they need to find out who they are, what they want to do, and then um, kind of go with that. Will they get the? Will they get into the playoffs? Yeah, most likely they will do. I think they'll snap a wild card, but um, I don't see them getting Super Bowl um, at all. And <laughs> if they were to face the Chiefs, then that is a pretty good indication of what will happen to them if that was the case. All right, uh, KO. Next challenger for Roman Reigns. So this past week on SmackDown, Kevin Owens faced Jey Uso in a singles match. But the match ended in disqualification as Jey Uso used a steel chair on Owens. However, it backfired on Jey and KO laid out Jey and called out the tribal chief Roman Reigns. Is Kevin Owens a good opponent for Roman Reigns? You know what? I think so. I, 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 I liked Kevin Owens a lot on SmackDown. I liked how he was sitting on the announced chair, sitting at the head of the table, and he's calling him out. I like how in the beginning of uh, SmackDown, where Roman Reigns was basically gaslighting Jey Uso, I didn't ask for your help. I could do it on my own. Well, wh- why the hell did you come back when I told you to leave? Like, just he's gaslighting him. It's just, it's so good to watch. I'm I'm really starting to hate Roman Reigns. I just think he's really, like bullying poor Jay. Jay's trying to do everything in his power. He's basically like, you know what? I'm going to stick up for the family. I'm going to get him. Kevin Owens, I'm going to get him. Daniel Bryan, I'm going to get him. I I, I think I might get that shit. I'm going to get him. He's he's, he's trying to do all of that, you know, doing that all who-so, but um, yeah, and uh, with the whole Kevin Owens, yeah. If Kevin Owens doesn't fear me, that means he doesn't respect me. And if he doesn't respect me, then he doesn't respect the whole family. And if he doesn't respect the whole family, he doesn't respect the whole tribe. <laughs> it's, it is just so good to watch. I think SmackDown currently is a one, one storyline kind of show at the minute. I think this is the only thing that's really of, of any kind of value. If you look at the women's sort of division, I, I, what, whether you think Carmella is a good opponent or not, it's still it's still a massive come down from Bailey. They've kind of gone backwards with Rey Mysterio now that he's feuding with Baron Corbin. That looks all a bit out of whack. Yeah, it's it's just basically yeah Roman Reigns and now Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns does need good opponents. I think Kevin Owens is a good talker. He's a good worker. There's no reason why these two can't have a, a very good match at TLC for the for the title. Ultimately, I do think they want to do a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan program. I think that might be for the um, for the Royal Rumble that that kind of program. But I think yeah, with with Kevin Owens, I think it's going to be good. 
Kevin Owens is a good talk. He's very entertaining. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I like what they're doing here. And um, yeah, good stuff. It was, I think, two, three weeks ago, we asked this question, right? When, um, when Jay finally made it to, finally made it over the picket line, so to speak. And he, and he joined the tribal chief and he says, you know what? Okay, fine. I surrender. Uh, you know, uh, I, I give in to you. You're, you are the tribal chief. I will fall in line. And then we was like, okay, well, now that's done. What's going to happen? Who is it for? And we were scratching our heads thinking, you know, who, who is going to go for it? And I made the suggestion, which I still am not really too averse with, um, that it could be that he just goes around and just starts cleaning house. And then he, you know, that could be his main, uh, you know, he could be preoccupied with that mainly and, and until he gets a formidable opponent. Then Friday happened. And I swear to you, it seemed one of those things that seemed like common sense, but it still blew your mind. Like, it was one of those things, like, I didn't know. Like, yeah, this this naturally makes sense. But why didn't I think of that? I didn't know it kind of, I, like, it's one of those rivalries that just fit like a glove. Like, I didn't know I needed this rivalry, but yet it feels so right. It's just amazing. Kevin Owens is an amazing worker. Generally, I think he's underrated. Underrated, I, gen- I generally believe so. As a heel and as a face, yeah? Um, you know, he was, he, he was heel for years and he was pushing to be a face just to show his 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 uh, flexibility and and creative didn't think he could do it or Vince mostly didn't think he could do it until he actually convinced that he actually no he he, he did work and he's been good and now uh, here he is put in a situation where is he. I don't think he's a heel, but I don't know if he's uh, he's even a, a face. He's kind of like the anti-hero type of thing, right? He 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 has been a face, but bleed but bleeding into this rivalry now, transitioning to this rivalry, I don't think he's gonna just stare as a face. He's a white meat baby face right now, Kevin Owens. I think he he will be kind of like the anti-hero, like got a chip on his shoulder. I just need to beat Roman. I don't give a crap how I do it. Um, he's gonna he's gonna go into that psycho type of persona that we know Kevin Owens to be, right? Um, but it's against the heel, yeah? So it's not going to be heel versus heel because WWE don't do that. But I don't think it will be convincing if he's straight lace face like uh, McIntyre is. I just don't. Personally, for me anyway, uh, I would like to see that anti-hero type of um, thing like you know Austin or you know anyone who, who had that, um, and yeah, the what you mentioned with the uh, with uh, going, where are you? Where are you? And you know, he's he's he's, he's licking Jason with this chair, you know, and and <laughs> you've got Roman just smirking, thinking, perfect. What are you, Kevin Owen? And then my man gets the chair. 
and goes to the table, the head of the table, and goes, where are you? And that's, and that's the only time Roman Reigns looks pissed. That's the only time. He's like, what? How dare you try and mock me? Yeah, that was just beautiful, subtle, little subtle things like that. Um, just, just yeah, sold it for me. Um, and I don't know if you watched the little promo that uh, he had with um, Paul Heyman on uh, Talking Smack. Did you see it? I've I've not seen that, no, but I have heard about it. Yeah, it was really, really good. Very short, very precise. No ah, shouting. It's just like, yeah, look, we'll, we'll see. I know who you work for, Paul. Uh, you know, uh, you don't work for Roman. You don't work for Bros. You work for yourself, all right? And you're thinking you've got something good right now because of the history you have. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not a person to be messed about with. I'm not a person to be ramped with. And we're going to find out, sure enough, if you made the right decision. It was just so chilling and cold. <laughs> And he just had like, a ball. There we go. Ah, it was it was brilliant, brilliant because both of them are great on the mic. But you know what I loved as well when when Roman Reigns is watching, you got Paul Heyman in the corner, like just giving a side eye. Yeah, yeah. To Roman, I told you, Paul Heyman in this role is so good. It's not about what he's doing; it's about what he's not doing. He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to do the ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Heyman. And he's basically the 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 the, the advisor of the the you know he's counsel for the tribal chief. He's there to give Roman counsel, nothing more, nothing less. During that whole segment with the "Where are you?" from KO to uh, Roman, like he was just and I and you know I, I've I've been on record many times mocking Paul Heyman just looking at Roman Reigns constantly. But in that particular segment, it works. That that fear of, okay, Roman, what are you going to do? Just relax. Don't go too crazy. He's trying to goad you. He's trying to bait you. Don't take it. Um, and just that fear, that that ants that you're seeing on his face on, what is the tribal chief going to do? What is he even capable of? Because I don't even really fully know. It was just brilliant from um, Paul Heyman. So, yeah, yeah. Um, um, is is this the right one? Absolutely, 110%. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Damn, this is just good, good writing. And it's it's writing in WWE, good writing in WWE that I haven't seen in a long time. So um, I'm looking forward to it. So Pittsburgh Steelers. So the Pittsburgh Steelers stayed unbeaten and moved to 11-0 as they managed to be a depleted Baltimore Ravens side that were missing their QB, Lamar Jackson, after a positive COVID-19 test. So can the Steelers remain unbeaten all season long? No. Now, people are going to say I'm biased because I'm a Miami Dolphins fan and we're the only team that has gone unbeaten throughout the whole of the regular season and playoffs and we won the Super Bowl, okay? So people are going to say, yeah, well, you will say that, Ash, because you're Miami Dolphins and they're 100% right. Yeah, I will say that because I am a Miami Dolphins fan. But in this league, it's just impossible now. Like, I, it's almost... The only ones that really came close were Pats and they went on beating in regular season and when it came to playoffs, got blown up. So, um, yeah, I... I <laughs> I think I think they're frauds for a lot of reasons as well, though. One, um, they haven't really been playing formidable teams, okay? Uh, at first, I took them seriously when they beat the Ravens the first time. But that was when we didn't know 
that Ravens were going on with their fuckery this season. Now that we know that Ravens aren't really serious, I'm like, okay, well, if they're not really serious, then them beating the Ravens isn't really serious. So until they actually play a formidable team, that's when I will take them serious and, and beat them comfortably. That's when I'll take them serious. Um, Titans, again, they've been hot and cold this season, surprisingly. Um you know, uh, the thing is with Steelers is that their offense, their defense is much better than their offense because Big Ben is playing well, but they, they take forever to uh, get off the ground, right? They usually average with 10 points in the first half and 13 points in the second half. But when it comes to the average, um, they're, 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 they struggle to get it going. And they only really do it because there's either a fumble or a pick or their defense kind of lights them up and then uh, makes them basically uh, the other, the, the, the opposing, the opposing uh, offense makes them take out their whole um, downs and force them to get a field goal. So um, playing the Chiefs, which they will be forced to play, you're going to have to do more than that for the offense. You're going to have to do way more than that for the offense. We know Chiefs' defense isn't great, but squaring up to um, squaring up to uh, uh, Steelers' offense, I don't think it will be that much of a struggle for them to get over. Um, and we know that um, Steelers' defense is better than the offense. But looking at the offense of the Chiefs, we know that Mahomes. Um, will most likely find a place to light it up. Definitely. Um especially when they're especially if they if they're trailing from behind, which kind of seems to be like their Hulk move, right? They let someone wipe him out in the first half and then for some random reason in the second half they come back and just annihilate them. Um so yeah. Um are Steelers contenders or pretenders? I say they are pretenders. But I'm not going to take it away from Mike Tomlin. He's a hell of a coach and he's been playing well so far because generally, you know, look where they were last season. Man, they didn't have Big Ben. They had Mason Rudolph. They were dog shit. They were, everyone was all beat up. Juju was gone as well. And to where they are now, that, that's a significant like improvement. So um, just although I, I, I feel that they, they, they still have their hardest test to come um they have definitely made improvements and it still means that Tomlin should be up for uh coach of the year absolutely i mean can they remain unbeaten i mean i guess they can because they're what 11 and 0 there have been ample opportunities to beat them or there were times where i thought okay this is it this is gonna gonna come to an end and it hasn't i think they're fortunate to face a a Lamar-less Baltimore Ravens side. And even then, I thought there were times that Baltimore Ravens could have maybe have won it. I think the final kind of sequence of plays, I think when um, Big Ben just tossed it up in the air for Deontay Johnson, I thought that should have been a pick. Should have been a, an interception. And, and that was after um, Hollywood Brown. I remember him? Managed to get a, a 60-odd yard touchdown, uh, touchdown play. But... Um, as for the Steelers, I mean they don't they don't like I watch them and I'm like yeah, I'm I'm I don't know, like How are they, how are they eleven and oh? How are they just I think it's one of those where 
Big Ben likes to uh, share the love around with the receivers. So Ebron sometimes catching it. Juju sometimes catching it. Deontay Johnson sometimes catching it. And it's one of those where he's kind of doing that well. And Chase Claymore, even the rookies, kind of, you know, making plays here and there. So in that sense, they are doing very, very well. They're they're unbeaten for a reason, I guess. And I think it's one of those where they're they're kind of grown really like adept to to winning. And it's one of those where if they don't know how to lose, then they probably won't lose much. But yeah, I'm I'm still waiting for them to play a really, really top team. I think they've got to go to Cleveland. I think that's going to be a, a big test. I don't. I, I've, I've I've said it all season. Cleveland Browns are what eight and three. Yeah, Come no, on. of course. But pff, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, is Miles Garrett back yet? Because that's their best player, and he was away for due to injury. So I don't know if he's back yet or not. Um, but even um, like Pittsburgh's schedule, I'm going to actually pull it out because... Uh, oh, I've got it right in front of me. So they're playing Washington next. Okay, the Bills might be a, a, yeah. a, a test so, for them. And then they've got to go to the Colts and then they've got to um, play the Browns. So I think those two games are going to be the ones that are challenging. But I'm looking at their record. I don't see why they can't go unbeaten. They've got, they've got, they've got Bengals before the Colts. Yeah, but the Bengals yeah. at yeah, home. Yeah, that's true. They should win that. And what, they're playing um, Washington on the road. They're, they'll win that. Bills at home, I think they'll win that. Bengals on the on the at home, they'll win that. On the road to the Colts, that could be a, a test, depending on which Colts turn up. And they play the Browns at home in their, in their final game. They could easily be 16-0, but then fall apart in the playoffs. I, th- you know, I'm gonna say I think I think I think they will go and beat, and I think I think Steelers are gonna go 16 and 0. I think they will do what the Panthers almost did until they faced off against the A Atlanta Falcons. I think they're gonna go 16 and 0 in regular season. What happens in the playoffs will happen. What will be will be. But yeah, I'm gonna say it now. Looking at these fixtures, I think I think um um I don't know about the Bills. I think Bills will make it hard for them to do for them to do that. And Colts' defense is just dumb. But they got absolutely horsewhipped by Tennessee. They did, they did, they did. But you know, everyone has a bad game. I don't, I, I don't think that's regular of Colts. Let's see, let us see. Uh, right. So AJ Styles, number one contender, the phenomenal AJ Styles overcome, overcame Keith Lee and Riddle in a sudden death triple threat match to earn the right to face Drew McIntyre at TLC. Now, it is known for gimmicks to take place at TLC and this wouldn't be surprising if it happened. So, if it does, what kind of gimmick match would you like to see? I would not like to see a gimmick match. I would like to see AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre in a 30-minute world heavyweight title match in the ring, chain wrestling, one fall to a finish. That's what I want to see. I mean, I think um, it's funny because um, when uh, AJ Styles was in uh, TNA or Impact, he was there when uh, Drew Galloway was uh, champion, but they never crossed paths, ever. Even when they were at Impact together, and even when Drew McIntyre was wrestling in the indies, 
they never really crossed paths and, and until now in WWE. So even if it is a gimmick match, it will be a hell of a match because it's AJ Styles and it's Drew McIntyre, two two very very good professional wrestlers, and it's it's going to be great. I can see it being a TLC match. Uh, I don't think it needs gimmicks, but it's TLC. The world title match, I'm sure they're going to have at least one in there. And uh, the, the triple threat match in and of itself was really, really good. I, d- I wasn't a big fan of Riddle kind of like in the build-ups of it. He's just basically going around and annoying the hell out of um, the opponents. I think you know what someone said on Twitter that made me laugh. The someone goes, Riddle is like that annoying kid in Home Alone that's basically trying to bug the uh, the bus drivers. Hey, do you know the mechanics are going to Florida? That and he's like, hey, beat it, kid, huh? And that's literally what Matt Riddle's gimmick is. And obviously, he's still trying to do the stoner gimmick, but obviously, it's PG. So he's not going to say, yeah, I'm totally high, bro. He's like, yeah, I've got a pet rabbit called Harper and a frog called Skipper, bro. <laughs> totally, bro. God, you know what? I used to really like all of that, but now, obviously, my my thoughts of Matt Riddle has completely gone like 180 on him. I'm completely what like I yeah, I just don't want to see him. He's got that go away heat with me. And I was I was actually kind of happy that uh Bobby Lashley put him in the hurt lock or the hurt or the Lashley escape whatever the, whatever it's called like who do you think you are stepping up to mvp like that trying to talk business yeah we'll talk business hurt business and it's just like yeah the, even though the way he's been booked he was the one that took the pin as well yeah like they don't have any designs on making him a top guy anytime soon i mean he's good in the ring he's very good but yeah, he's, he's 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 you know what his gimmick is? I mean, obviously you don't watch Impact Wrestling, but RVD basically had a gimmick where he's this fifty-year-old stoner, and he's dating you know this hot IG model, twenty-year-old IG model. He's just basically like you 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 think he's living the gimmick, like he's actually smoking weed. He's all like, yeah, <laughs> totally, bro, and he's like, you know, yeah, roll the package, dude, and it's like. Whoa, 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 not that package. The TV, like, pointing to the TV is literally just, yeah, just that, but like a really, like, geeky PG version. And it's just not, yeah, it's not cutting it. And obviously, yeah, they don't, they don't, they didn't want to beat Keith Lee. And he, and he comes across, and, and he comes across as just not likable. So, yeah, like, whatever. I'm, and obviously, yeah, AJ Styles could be a hell of a match. Doesn't bode well if you're a riddle in this whole triple threat. And also, before I pass to you, I really liked how um, AJ was trying to cut a deal with Miz. And obviously, he's like, oh, hey, 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 you cash in money in the bank because I've got more chance of beating you than McIntyre. And John Morris is like, he's got a point. (laughs) He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a point. I thought, I thought that was hilarious yeah, that was when Morrison said that. That was probably the best thing on Raw. Um, right, so in regards to your criticism of Riddle, uh, 100% valid. 
I think that hey bro Sterner type of thing it kind of worked with NXT because NXT has still got that kind of cult following aura I think do you know what I mean it's not mainstream or it, you know it's the best out of the three um, although at the moment Smackdown's giving a run for its money but still you know NXT is the best out of the three um, but still with that being the underdog kind of thing um, it's it's kind of got that indie feel segment of the WWE um, shows, right? And with that comes that cult following and kind of worked in a cult following. But now when you're on the bigger stage, it just becomes a little bit corny because some of that has to kind of be uh, deflated or, you know, um, you know, diluted or whatever you want to say. And so, yeah, I've kind of gone off riddle for that. I mean, he's a bit of a prick anyway, according to uh, Seth Rollins on what he's done. NFC West, one of the most open divisions in the NFL took another twist as the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams suffered shock defeats, whereas the Seattle Seahawks managed to beat a hapless Philadelphia Eagles and win two on the bounce. So which team is capable now of going on a run and winning the division? Um... It looks like it will be the uh, the Seahawks, but I um, I don't know. Just something about the Rams that is really piquing my interest. Okay, fine, they they lost against the 49ers, but it wasn't that much of a devastating loss. Um, just something about the Rams that once they find a way to do it, then they're like kind of unstoppable. Did you know? And this is a mad fact. Right? Did you know that whenever Sean McVay is leading in the first half, he's never lost a match, ever? That's a mad fact. Whenever Rams are leading in the first half, they win. It's almost guaranteed that they're going to win. So, um, you know, I think for the Rams, what they need to do is they kind of need to regroup. I think they need to get rid of Goff, which kind of looks like that's going to happen. He's going to lose his job. Um, and they need to get someone that is sturdy um, as a quarterback um, and help their weapons on the offence. And once they figure that out, because the defence is there, then um, they'll be, un, uh, well, I don't know about unstoppable, but they're a lot more promising than um, than the uh, bloody um, Seahawks, which, although they seem to be doing well, kind of all over the place because of their atrocious defence. Um, but if if the Rams don't fix their offense woes, then yeah, Seahawks will 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 do it. But if uh, if not, uh, but if the Seahawks for some reason flop because they have been due to their defense, then yeah, um, the Rams could take it and snatch it from them. I know. I initially went for um, the Cardinals to win the division. But I think after looking at the uh, the fixtures, I think it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. I think they've got the easier sort of fixtures, and yeah, I think it's going to be uh, the Arizona. I mean, yeah, like I said, I initially thought maybe the Arizona Cardinals, but I'm going to do an usher, do a U-turn, and put my hands up, bend my knees, bump around in the circle, and yeah. That's that's me all along. I'm I'm gonna go for the Seattle Seahawks. I think their fixtures are a lot kinder than uh, the Rams and the uh, 
the Cardinals, and yeah, they they've won two two in a row, and yeah, I just think it's gonna be one of those where they've got the uh, the the more straightforward games, and yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Seahawks to win the division. All right, cool, good. All right, so uh, war game prediction. So as we know, NXT war games will be taking place this weekend. And we will be coming for predictions for them. So um, let's go straight into it with the men's war games match, Undisputed Era versus Kings of NXT, which uh, include Pete Dunn, Pete McAfee, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. Who have you got? I think Kings of NXT are going to win. I think Pete Dunn's going to be the one to get the pin. I think he's going to be pushed to challenge Finn Balor for the uh, NXT title. I think he's been on a tear since coming back. And I think we're going to see the uh, the swan song for uh, Undisputed Era. I think this is going to be their final curtain. I think the group will implode. Going to split right in two. And this will be the catalyst. I think it's going to be kind of um, a full circle. Because I think with the war games being brought back from... Uh, uh, from a tiny little company that nobody really cares about. But um, yeah, ever since he kind of got brought back, Adam, Undisputed Era have kind of been involved in all of them. And I think that it will be almost fitting and almost kind of poignant that the final kind of curtain for Undisputed is going to be the War Games match. So yeah, I'm going to go for Kings of NXT to win. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Absolutely. Uh, in fact, this is probably, um, you know, the first war games in a while that I've looked forward to seeing. Um, and I think King of NXT will win. Um, I didn't, I didn't, it, it didn't cross my mind with the argument that you put forward about um, Undisputed, but um, I've kind of come to reason that that actually does make sense. And I think that they will disband. Um, I'm just hearing in the rumour mill that, you know, um, um, bloody forgot his name again. Bebe is going to a, a main roster, or could be possibly going to the main roster. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to take Kings of NXT to um, win that game, uh, and, and, and I think as well. I think they're not they're not finished with Pat McAfee, and I think it would only help them utilize him more if he wins so he can continue that cocky streak and then just create a little bit more havoc in NXT. Uh women's war games match so we've got team Candice, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez and Tony Storm versus Team Shotzi, which is Shotzi, Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley and Eo Shirai. Well considering how the baby faces have been booked like geeks, <laughs> surely they have to win. Yeah, come on! Yeah, I know. Like they brought Ember Moon back, and she's just a regular, regular Joe now, getting pinned every other day. The you know the special factor. I can't believe they've changed her entrance music, man. Are you kidding me? I loved her entrance music, man, and they've they've changed it to this new thing, which is which is not too uh, dissimilar to her old one, but um. Yeah, forget that. I mean, yeah, I think the babyfaces should win. 
They've got Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley on that side. And uh, yeah, I think this is, um, yeah, babyfaces will win. Kind of has a nice balance. Heels win the men's one, babyfaces win the uh, women's one. So yeah, I'm going to go for the, uh, yeah, the women to, uh, the babyfaces, Shotzi, Io, Rhea, and Ember to get it done. Uh, yeah, I've got them as well to win. Um, like Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, come on, man. Them two are forced in nature just by them, you know, just together. Uh, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Shotzi and Ember Moon, but, um, you know, that's a strong team. And I just don't see the villains being the hero, hero so to speak, right? Um, Leon Ruff versus Damien Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Who have you got? I think Damien Priest will win back his North American title. It's been it's been fun and games having Leon Ruff. Yay, we get it. But uh, yeah, this has got to end now. Put some prestige back to the North American title, please. I what? beg. You better put some. And... That's from Leon Ruff's name. You better put some. No, Leon Ruff's name. The whole point of him is that nobody, he says it himself, nobody underestimates, everybody underestimated me, everybody treats me like a joke. Yeah. No, I'm over it. I'm over it. It was <laughs> nice. It was It was all well and good. But yeah, come on now. Time, time, joke's over. Time to, yeah, get serious now. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, free for free right now. Yeah, Damien Priest, I think, is going is, is gonna to take the title again because... You know, um, I think they've they they're gonna take it well, not take it seriously, but you know that 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 little gimmick thing was fun. Although some people don't agree, I thought it was fun. I liked Leon winning it. Then I love if he snapped though later on. He just like just becomes like um I don't know militant and starts <laughs> fighting both. But yeah, uh, Damien Priest, I've I've got to win um, the triple threat. Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. In a strap match. Mm-hmm. God, I hope they put this on first so that I can just put this feud in the annals of history and pretend that it never, ever happened. How long have you been going on for now? <laughs> How long's a piece of string? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too long. I'm, o- I'm over it. I don't care. Just, um, okay, if I have to pick, yeah, pick Dexter Loomis. I don't know why. He's a creep. Whatever. I love Cameron Grimes and he needs to be doing something anything other than this. So yeah. Hopefully this is the blow-off. Hopefully this is the payoff. Dexter Loomis wins. We can all move on with our lives. I think this will be the first match to be honest with you because I don't think anyone bothered with it anymore. They've kind of taken... I don't know. I think one of the War Games matches will start first because NXT like to start off hot. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they usually do start off hard. You're actually right. Um, and I think, yeah, just to get everyone gassed up and then, like, for a pee break, they'll put in Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. <laughs> um, yeah, man, we're, we're four for four. So, yeah, I've got Dexter Loomis winning this one. I don't know why, um, but, yeah. Oh, sorry, there's one more. There's Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, right, yeah, of course. Um, I've got Champa for this one. Uh, I don't know if we're saying for saying for that. I, I just think 
yeah, he's 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 been getting oh, I don't know about respectable feuds, but he's been noticed a lot more in NXT. He's been utilized a lot more in NXT naturally than he has been um on the main roster and that's good. Um I'm glad he's 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 finding his voice again um and being utilized. And with that I think this is just another thing to put on his resume to say that he is one of the ones to be taken seriously. So I mean it's not a great significant match, but it's still nice to see him winning the pay per view and I think that's probably why they'll give him the win. So yeah, I've got champ. Yeah, I also think um Tommaso Champ is gonna win. So we're 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 basically five for five. I think this is gonna be a hell of a match. Really? I think Timothy Thatcher is magnificent. He's been booked like an idiot though. I don't I do not like how he's been booked. That's why I'm not invested. The, the yeah, exactly. The booking has been terrible. Why the hell is he tapping out? <laughs> why is why is the submission guy tapping out? Why is one of his students standing up to him already? He's only been doing this uh, thatch, thatch can gimmick for like a minute and he's got one of his students turning on him already. Yeah, I mean, Timothy Thatcher is just, he's so good. And every match that he's had, he's knocked it out of the park. I thought the last takeover, the match he had with Finn Balor, they tore the absolute house down. It was a, a masterclass in professional wrestling. And I think it's going to be the same with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Right, let's talk about my Falcons, finally. Yay, we're going to do a topic on the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. So, the Falcons stun the Raiders at home. So, the Las Vegas Raiders playoff hopes were dealt a huge blow as they were absolutely torn apart by an Atlanta Falcons defense. Derek Carr never really got going, whereas the Falcons' offense impressed and there was no mercy for the Raiders. So, Ash, have the Raiders blown their chances of making the playoffs? No. They haven't. If you look at the Falcons' schedule, um, it's not as bad as I thought. I mean, they've got the Saints, but they've kind of had the Saints number now and again. You know, it's, it's kind of to and fro. And then they've got the Chargers, which they could win because Anthony Lynn always flops it with his play calling. And then they've got the bu- the Bucks, which fuck knows what type of Bucks you're going to get on any given Sunday. You can get lights out Bucks or you can get lights off. <laughs> um, Where is this going? Chiefs is... Um, I mean, okay, fine, you're not winning that one. Um, and then you've got the Bucks again, right? So one out of those two Bucks matches, I don't see you losing both of them. I think if you out of those two Bucks matches, uh, you'll probably win one of them. Yeah. So with that being said, you um, potentially beating the Saints, Chargers, and Bucks that 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 could get you to a wild card because there's no there's not going to be any wild card for uh, NFC East. So, like, wipe that out. So, who will take that extra spot? It could be Falcons if they if they step up their defense and if they, um, if they, you know, spruce some things up and kind of find their stride. If, if Julio is still healthy and still playing and Todd Gurley um, is, is behaving himself, I think they can 
figure some things out. Now, I know with regards to Las Vegas Raiders, we're talking about their playoff hopes. The thing is with Las Vegas Raiders, right, they seem to be the TV show or the movie where everyone's like, oh, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Yo, yo, you need to see it, man. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. You're like, what? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't want to want to go into hype because everyone's talking about it if you see it. And then you're like, no, no, trust me, man. You need to really, really see it. And then I go and see it. I'm like, is this all it was? It, it, you, you, you told me to 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 dedicate my time an hour per episode. There's ten episodes. That's ten hours to watch this mediocre season that you said was fire. And that's kind of what the Fal- that well, sorry, what the Las Vegas Raiders are like, right? We heard, oh no, Derek Carr. He's actually he's actually sick now. He's actually stepped up. He's actually angry now. He's actually got a gripe on his shoulder. He's actually got something to prove. Oh man, you should see Aguilar. He he he's something different now. Coming from the Eagles, you are Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Woo, they are, but. We see them doing that, and then at the same time, they come up with these st- stupid, ridiculous losses. And I'm just kind of like over it now. I'm like, okay, look, unless you're consistent with what you're doing, then I don't really want to hear it. Um, so have Raiders blown their chances of making the playoffs? Um, they have every... To make, to make my original point mentioned about the Falcons... They have every shot of making the playoffs just as much as the Falcons do. Is that saying a lot? I leave the decision to you. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> okay, okay, my turn. I thought I would get this really, really cool stat out of the way first. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. So, the Falcons kicker, Young Wei Koo, outscored half of the NFL on Sunday. With his 19 points, he outscored half of uh, the uh, the rest of uh, the NFL teams. And the Miami Dolphins only managed to get one more point than Young Wei Koo himself. But yeah, it was... Uh, just taking a dig at the Dolphins just because, right? No, absolutely not, <laughs> sir. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I would like to you, uh, you put it on his, record. You want to see him implode? You want Fitz at the helm so that he crashes and then you—that's what you want. I know what you want. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am Team Tua. You, you are a, a sabotage, a sabotage, sabotage, whatever it is. And that's saboteur. That's what you want for our dolphins. I'm not. I'm not. No, I want. I want. I want nothing but the best for the dolphins. Tua, you're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing great. Anyway, my turn. Every once in a while, my Falcons will absolutely tear apart a team. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know why it'll happen, but it will happen. We're going to absolutely just have our way with one team. And unfortunately for the Las Vegas Raiders, it was them. It was them. And unfortunately for Derek Carr, who just couldn't, for the life of me, get going. I mean, a Falcons defensive player won defensive NFC defense player of the week, right? I'd never even heard of this guy. How is an, a Falcons player winning defensive player of the week? That's how you know it was crazy. I mean, we got what? 
We forced that fumble about five times. We got a pick six. Derek Carr threw a couple of interceptions. He was sacked from pillar to post. And even on the on the other side, like you had Cabin Ridley making touchdown plays, Russell Gage, Zacharias, whatever his face is, made some plays. I mean, in terms of the playoffs, there's no chance in hell we're going to make the playoffs. Even with this new crazy wild card, you're, I don't think we're going to take advantage. You're not you're you're not convinced with my argument, no. But you know the danger with that is is because. <sighs> I don't want Raheem Morris to get the job. Right now, he's doing a pretty damn good job of uh, making the case for himself. I want Eric Bieniemy and Eric Bieniemy alone. I do not want anyone else. I want Bieniemy. Raheem Morris right now is doing a yeah, a pretty sound. He's doing a, a a pretty good audition right now, and. I don't want him to lull Arthur Blank into thinking, yeah, I'm just going to give him the job. Knowing, knowing, knowing the NFL, Matt Patricia will get it. <laughs> give me strength. Shit. And you know what? I now look at how well we played against the Raiders, and then it makes me want to look back at the teams that we lost to. So we lost at home to the Bears and the Lions. At home. Okay, albeit due to insane circumstances and insane comebacks and whatnot, and we lost that ho and we lost to the Cowboys in Jerry World, even though <sighs> Yeah, I mean if we'd won those three games, then yeah, sure. I'll take a wild card spot. Whatever. But um yeah, yeah it's But your mate your mate uh Dan, Dan Quinn was, was running it at that time. So that's that, you know, different circumstances. We're a damn sight better than we ever were with Dan Quinn. There does seem to be some semblance of competence in the air in Atlanta. <laughs> yes. And I say semblance. I'm not saying this is a, a complete 180 and we're going to turn it around. I still think we're a couple of players short. I think we need a new. I still think we need a new quarterback. I think we need to move on from Matt Ryan. I think a new coach deserves, or at least he should have the right to kind of move on with what he wants to do. I think Eric Bieniemy will want. I'm not even. Why am I talking about Eric Bieniemy? Like he's going to be our coach. Why are you getting yourself so gassed? I know. I'm getting. I'm getting my hopes up. I don't know why. The same way I'm getting my hopes up with Trevor Lawrence. I'm getting my. Actually, we're not even going to be like in the top ten of draft picks. So uh, I can get that out of my head. But um, because I know who's looking for a coach. I think yeah, Detroit Lions are looking for a coach. Texans are looking for a coach. I think as well, aren't they? Yeah, so a lot of yeah, like Eric Bieniemy is gonna get a lot of interviews once uh, Kansas City are done, and obviously Kansas City are probably gonna go all the way. And Eric Bieniemy here, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have his pick of uh, of jobs. He's not he's gonna like go wherever he wants. Oh, Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for a coach as well. No, yeah, of, I they mean, got rid of the GM. They haven't got rid of the head coach. Well, the head coach is gonna yeah yeah most likely. But um, yeah, if if we're looking at the Raiders, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's happened to them. I mean, they went into that Chiefs game feeling themselves because yeah, we we didn't beat the Chiefs, we didn't did this, we didn't did that. But then, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yo, yo, you, you, you kind of fell short against Mahomes with, with albeit the last drive, but like the Falcons just absolutely battered them every which way. And this is the Atlanta Falcons, and maybe John Gruden was had a point when he goes, "Oh, this is the best three and seven team that you're ever gonna face." Maybe John Gruden wasn't just buttering us up. Maybe he, he had a point. Maybe we are the best three and seven team. Okay, cool. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, right. So we're going to get into NFL Roundup, um, followed by predictions. So a uh, few things in NFL news. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, Goodell downplays talk of a bubble, but puts all options are on the table. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of with Goodell. Like, I just don't see NFL being in a bubble. It's... I think it's lit. I just think it's impossible. I just think it's impossible. Like, how? The the only way it will be a bubble is in the Super Bowl, where they have that two weeks before the game to actually. Do you know what I mean? And then no one needs to move anywhere, and there's no other teams involved. Um, but other than that, I just don't see it being in a bubble. Um, but again, I I'm not doing the research or looking at the possibilities that they're looking at and maybe they figured it out. But from the sounds of the commissioner downplaying it, um, it doesn't seem likely. The more teams that get narrowed down, then maybe it can work like that with a certain selection of teams. I think by the time you get to, I don't know, divisionals maybe, or maybe the, the championship games, then I think you can maybe do some kind of bubble. But yeah, with the amount of, people in a in an NFL roster, it's always going to be an impossible thing to try and do a thing where you're trying to put everybody into a certain kind of place. But I think once the teams are narrowed down, then uh, kind of see how it goes. Let's see where we are with... Uh, let's see where things go by uh, January. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, uh, we've got Tyrod Taylor saying that he won't uh, pursue a complaint against the um, LA Chargers following the unfortunate punctured lung incident that forced him to miss games earlier this season. So what do you think this is? Do you think it's just him um, shipping for his uh, his starter job? What starter job? Um, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't... I don't know. I mean, if it, if it was genuinely an accident... But then why would you be messing about with somebody's lungs during a time when a respiratory disease is like ravishing the world? I just think it's one of those where it's really daft of the doctors to kind of make that mistake now of all of the things to be playing with, of all of the organs to be playing with, the organ, like the lungs. That's a bit bit of a madness, but... uh. I don't know, maybe they've done a, a settlement thing behind closed doors and they've kind of said, look, here's, here's, here's some money. Shut up and uh, don't say nothing. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what's happened as well. Um, one day after announcing he would have to undergo surgery for a cancerous tumour, uh, Colts punter... Rigoberto Sanchez stated on Tuesday that his surgery went well. So, yeah, this was a, 
and I liked the fact that he was in the game because you know he looked like um, how I did in well probably how I do now right the skinny geek uh, who's now you know <clears throat> in a football uniform I'm like what he's an NFL player I'm like yeah there's a place for you in the NFL if you're good at your so um, I love the fact that you know he and and he's a kicker man he's one hell of a kicker my man did a kicker like. I was at 50 yards or 60 yards. Um, so, yeah. Um, but we did hear on Tuesday that he had a, uh, he had a cancerous tumour. Uh, but thankfully, he underwent surgery and it, and it went well. Um, any thoughts on your part? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, wish him the speedy recovery and I hope he can come back as soon as, uh, as it's possible for him to do. It's, uh, I'm glad that he said that the surgery went well. And, yeah, this might be kind of a, a motivation thing for the Colts to kind of think, you know what, let's let's do this for Rigoberto Sanchez and uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's uh, finish the season strong and let's go as, 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 far, as, as far as we can go. And to add uh, Will Fuller from uh, <laughs> the Texans um, has been suspended. He was tested. And uh, it was traced that he had illegal um, performance enhancers um, after the test. And so he has been suspended, for, I believe it is five games, but that just basically takes it to the, uh, to the end of the season. And we know that Texans ain't going to the playoffs, so he's done for the season. Um, and he did make a statement uh, <laughs> saying that um he is uh, you know he apologizes uh for 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 finding you know for 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 this revelation basically he was he trusted a friend who said that these were um trustworthy um you know stimulants and they weren't and uh, he's going to be more careful next time um so what are your thoughts do you believe him um yeah, I guess I believe him. And if I am Miami Dolphins, I would be offering something of anything to try and get Will Fuller to your team. Will Fuller is a wide receiver who can make plays and, you know, playmaker, as they kind of say in, in that sense. He's a playmaker. Miami need playmakers. And I think, I don't know, y'all can offer him, offer him something. I don't know. A first round, not first round pick, but like, I don't know, a good draft pick, some magic beans, even uh, yeah, offer him, offer him something. Wolfville is something that someone that I would be trying to uh, get a trade in for if I'm uh, Miami Dolphins. <coughs> oh, no, we got we 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 we're full. We can't eat anymore. We got all of these. <laughs> You no. need to take someone. You need to take somebody off your plate. We we, we got all these. We got all these picks in the draft. I, we're good. Our, our, our plate full. <laughs> Shit. You know what? I keep that's the thing I keep forgetting about you, damn dolphins. All them <laughs> damn picks y'all still got. I keep forgetting. I just think you know what? Just get him. Get him. I I keep forgetting. Seven and fourteen, and we've got picks like <laughs> like we're like. <laughs> You're probably ahead of us in the draft, and we're not even going to make the playoffs. I'm going to be hearing like, "Oh, with the seventh pick of the NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select," and I'm like, "Whoa, what about us?" 
right. So let's go with our uh, predictions. Rams at Cardinals. Who are you taking? I think the Arizona Cardinals will bounce back and uh, back to winning ways with them. I think they will win this game. Yeah, the, the if if it wasn't for the Rams' defense, then uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what they can do in terms of offense. Not really sure how they managed to lose at home to the 49ers, but lo and behold, they did. And uh, yeah, I just I don't trust this team down the stretch. And uh, yeah, I think the Cardinals will win this one. Um, I'm gonna take the Rams. I think they're gonna want to bounce back from their loss. Um, I don't think Kyler's still fully healthy with his arm as well. That was giving him problems in the last match. I hope he does. I hope he has recovered. But if not, um, I just don't see the offense taking off as well. Um, with with him with that injury, um, and the Rams defense just turned them up. So I'm gonna go with Rams on that one. Um, but it, yeah, that's that's a difficult that's a difficult choice. Uh, Saints out Falcons. <laughs> Why you gotta do this to me, man? I'm just sitting here minding my own business. Why you gotta do this to me? Um, so we're going we're gonna be coming up against a defense that has not conceded a touchdown in a long, long time. I mean, they never were going to last week. Hence why I picked the Saints defense for fantasy football. It's probably the easiest 15 points I'm going to get all season for a a defense. I think the Saints are going to win. I think they're going to do the double over us. Um, You have no belief in your team. What what, what reason have they given me to give them belief? They're not giving me anything. They didn't blow out the, the, the Raiders. No, Shit! I think the Jets. I think the Jets are gonna beat the Raiders this weekend. Shit! No, don't, don't talk about them Ross Clark Raiders. Like what? <laughs> the Ross Clark Raiders. The Ross Clark. We need to change that name. To the the Ross Clark Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Oakland Raiders. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Um. Even with Taysom Hill, I think yeah we will we're we're gonna struggle to stop him like we did in the home game. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Saints just because. I mean, I'm gonna pick the Saints because I'm not obliged <laughs> to pick the Falcons. But uh, yeah, uh, they're doing they're doing really really well. Oh, your petty ass put this on the list anyway. Hey, if it if it's a if it's a match that is interesting and needs to be discussed. Then we'll discuss it. We're not going to just put any old stupid uh, uh, match uh, predictions up because no one cares about bears versus lions, do they? No one gives a shit about that, or no one cares about this. Let's put some good predictions on. And Falcons <laughs> versus the Saints is a rivalry. Okay, so why not put that up? We need to know. What do you think? So there we go. And 49ers versus the Bills. I normally go against the Bills, don't I? Yeah, I always kind of pick against them. I don't know why. I've got nothing against the Bills. I think Josh Allen is great. So yeah, I think I've yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Bills. I think they're going to uh, 
they're going to beat the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Bills as well because the Bills, um, again, they can be hot and cold, but they're usually more consistently warm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills. There we go. Good stuff. Right. Um, we usually finish there, but um, we, uh, of all, of course, uh, as the rest of the WWE Universe have been shocked and saddened over learning of the passing of Pat Patterson, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Pat Patterson, who passed away um, a couple of days ago uh, at the age of uh, 76, I believe. So yeah, it was something. It was in that ballpark, seventy six or seventy nine. Yeah. I think I may have read somewhere. But uh... so um, you know, um, for a lot of you, uh, me especially, I remember him mainly from the Attitude Era as one of the uh, stooges of McMahon with Gerald Briscoe, um, always you know making me laugh and uh, you know trying to scheme and plot against Austin and. You know, just being outright doofuses. But little did many people know, including me at that time, that he was and is a wrestling genius and um, was an integral part in a lot of wrestlers' development, um, breaking as rookies to seasoned vets in the WWE. Um, and there are um, countless of stories uh, from superstars who will tell you of some of the things that he would do or say that would just be, like, fucking um, genius stuff that would actually help them develop later on. Um, so, um, you know, you, you, you've got words from Roman, from Sammy, um, from almost everyone, including the, um, the big boss himself, of course, Vince, all sending their well wishes um, to Pat Patterson's um, family and, um, yeah, sending um, kind thoughts and um, unkind words about him. I, I hope to see a Pat Patterson documentary of just what he did in, in the back. I mean, what he did in the record, because he was, he was the first inter intercontinental champion. So he made history even in the ring. Um, I think he was great in the ring. He was like a, a technical wrestling genius. Um but I think what's made his name even more in the ring um, is what he did outside the ring as well, helping people backstage. And so I would love for Network to come out with a documentary soon um, that would showcase that and and uh, give us what he was like as a mentor to so many of the superstars that we know and love today. Um so yeah, any anything for for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, not even just the WWE universe, but the whole business as a whole. Like Pat Patterson is one of the biggest like legends of the entire wrestling industry, and uh, as you said, the first ever Intercontinental Champion. He's the uh, inventor of the uh, the Royal Rumble match as well. Obviously, yeah, he's done some incredible work backstage with uh, WWE and NXT. As you're talking about Jared Briscoe and Pat Patterson, how they used to always squabble over the hardcore title was was hilarious as well in the uh, the Attitude Era. And uh, yeah, he's just such a, a big, iconic figure in the business. One of Vince's sort of trusted men 
for many many years and yeah as you said it's a it's a huge huge loss and um yeah thoughts go out to his uh family yeah yeah really really yeah um really really sad news um finally before we uh go off on that i just wanted to get your take on sting making an appearance in aew yeah um I don't know. I don't really have much words for it, to be honest with you. I'm not much of an AEW viewer, um, if anything at all. And also, yeah, I mean, with Kenny Omega winning the AEW world title with the help of uh, Impact's GM Don Callis, Kenny Omega is set to appear on Impact Wrestling, which means that they probably are about to start a, a relationship. So we could be getting, you know, cross-promotional, you know, working together and things like that. I think there was always kind of talk of maybe AEW and New Japan working together, but I'm not really sure if that was going to come to pass because of the way uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks kind of left and it was all very sour. But I think with New Japan having new owners or a new president who's more willing to work, I think this could kind of, be a something of a seismic shift in professional wrestling whereas you know Vince McMahon he hated wrestling and the territories and he did everything in his power to completely break that apart I think we could be uh going back to uh those days if uh wrestling promotions start to work together and it's going to start with Kenny Omega appearing on Impact Wrestling next week and with Sting obviously making his appearance in AEW, I think it was inevitable that he was going to sign with AEW because I think once WWE ended his uh, Legends contract, it kind of left uh, Sting free to do whatever he wanted to do. And I think for him, it's not a case of Sting wanting to relive his glory days. I think it's just a case for him. I think he wants to kind of end on his own terms and kind of use it as a platform to ride off into the sunset because obviously he's a a legend in this business a huge huge legend and i think he deserves to kind of go out on his own terms and kind of ride off into the sunset and i think aw will be the ideal place for him to do that yeah yeah no um i'm i'm not a i'm not um Adverse to it, but nor am I excited. I'm just completely indifferent to it. But um, it'll be interesting to see. So, yeah, that's the latest in regards to wrestling news um, with um, Kenny Omega and Sting. And, of course, again, um, Pat Patterson um, passing away at the age of uh, 79. Um, That's it from us now as well. So... Uh, thank you uh, for for listening and joining us again this week. And um, yeah, we'll make time next week. We'll, we'll, we'll put a little something, something out. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And yeah, we're available wherever you get your uh, podcast from. So uh, give us a listen and uh, yeah, give us give us a like and give us a shout out on the uh, comment section of these uh, of these platforms. Thank you very much, guys. And we will hear from you next week. See you later. See you next week, guys.